This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Today is probably one of my favorite episodes of the podcast. There are maybe five or ten that feel super, super near and dear to my heart, and today's is one of them because I know that it can make a difference in your life today if you act on it. It can make creating change in any aspect of your life easier today when you act on it. Last week, I hosted some free live webinars to chat about how we make change harder than it needs to be and three adjustments we can implement that will, without question, make change easier. And that talk just had to be shared. The energy was awesome. The content will make a difference. And I want to say to those of you who were there live or who registered and so got the replay, Do not skip over this episode. Do not skip over this episode because repetition is the mother of learning. And I have no doubt that listening to something a second time, a third time, gives you a new perspective and also allows you to hear things that you didn't hear before or things will click on repetition that didn't click the first time. If you would rather watch this presentation, because there is a video, uh, there's a video version of it as well, you can head over to the show notes on primalpotential.com. That would just be primalpotential.com forward slash 468. And I will link to the video over there. Or you can absolutely just listen. And most importantly, take action. Make a change. And when you do so, based on what we talk about today, it will get easier. So with that, let's dive into the audio. The reason that we're here, I'm actually not going to go into my bio, who I am, what I do. If you don't know, I'm impressed that you are here. Like, bravo for diving onto something if you weren't sure what it was. There is so much of my story and my experiences on primalpotential.com. So you can check that out if you want to know a little bit more about me and my background. Or, of course, seriously, guys, email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. I read and respond to every email, usually within about 48 hours. So I'm not going to use up our time tonight with my story, my background, my history, because I'm going to assume that most of you know that. And if you don't, then let's make sure to catch up either you checking that out on my site or send me an email and we will get on the same page. But the reason that we are here tonight is for Uh, There are actually a couple of reasons. The first one is I have been, for maybe the last four to six months, I have been working on my first book. And I've always known that I wanted to write a book, but I haven't always known what I wanted it to be about. And the sort of obvious path to go would be about nutrition and myths and facts and hormones and how fat loss really works. But I actually don't think that's the most important thing that I want to share with you guys that I want to share with the world. And so as I spent a lot of time thinking about this, I realized that what I want it to be about is making change easier because too many of us have been battling with the same changes over and over. And one of the most difficult parts of writing this book has been not sharing every blessed thing with you guys as I go. (laughs) Every time I'm writing, I'm like, ah, this should be a podcast. I'm like, nope, this is the book. But somebody sent me a message the other day on Instagram, actually somebody that's working with me in one of the winter fat loss fast tracks. And I thought, you know what? This is so true that I need to kind of make an exception to sharing a lot of the book. And I won't share, we don't have a lot of time tonight, but... I need to make an exception to my self-imposed rule of not sharing the book stuff until the book comes out because this is so important. And some of you might have seen I reshared this in my groups. I think I reshared the idea of it in one of the VIP emails. 
But this was really the catalyst for jumping on with you guys tonight. And it was this post that that really talks about the conflict in creating change. And it says, someone once asked me, why do you always insist on taking the hard road? And I replied, why do you assume I see two roads? And the reason this hit me so hard is because we don't want change to be hard, but most of us just don't know that there is an easier way. We're just doing it the way we've always done it, and it's not working. And I don't want you guys to struggle. I gave up most of my childhood, my teenage years, my early adult years fighting for change that could have been so much easier if somebody had just said, this is the easier way. I didn't want it to be hard. I didn't want to fight against myself. I didn't want to be obsessed with food and weight and always on again, off again, starting and stopping. But I sincerely didn't know that there was a different way. And Tracy says, I love this. My mom always says that to me. And you're lucky to have that message from your mom because nobody was telling me, hey, Elizabeth, you don't need to struggle so hard. It's not give up or fight, but there is an easier way. And that is what I want to talk to you guys about tonight. I want to talk about three very specific adjustments that you can make Right now, today, as soon as you hear them come out of my mouth, as soon as you get any questions clarified, because I'm here, I'm live, I'm happy to help, you can take action on these things and make faster progress that's easier progress. And I'm sharing this because I just don't want you to struggle anymore. It doesn't have to be that way. There is a different path. One of the big issues with change is that we don't see our blind spots. We all are doing things right now that make things so much harder, but we don't know that they're making things harder. This is something that I tackle with my clients every single day. And what I want to help you do tonight is maybe identify some areas you didn't know were the significant reasons that this has been a seemingly unending struggle for change. I want to show you some of your blind spots, some of the areas where change would make things dramatically easier, but you're just not aware of it yet. That's what I want to illuminate tonight. And I had a very similar situation just the other day. I've shared with a lot of you guys that I uh, am taking guitar lessons. I've always loved music, but learning on my own was just a lot harder than learning with the help and the accountability of a coach, of a teacher. And one of the first things that this teacher said to me was, you're not holding the guitar right for your body. Now, I've been around musicians my whole life. I've seen a bazillion people play the guitar. I was holding it the same way everybody else does. I didn't know that that was part of the reason that it felt so hard. I wasn't even trying to improve the way I held the guitar because I didn't know there was anything wrong with it. And in a moment, because he could see something that I didn't know was a problem, within a moment, it felt easier. Within a moment, it wasn't such a struggle with just this one adjustment I didn't know I needed to make. That's what I try to do with my clients, and that's what I want to do with you guys over the next 40 minutes or so. When we talk about change, what we're fundamentally talking about is solving problems, right? There is something that we perceive to be wrong or not ideal or something that is causing us trouble, challenge, something's wrong. There's a problem. It doesn't have to be a catastrophic, destructive problem, but there's something we want to fix. So at its core, creating change is about solving a problem. But where we hold ourselves back, where we make things really hard and we miss out on an opportunity for things to be much more simple and much more easy is that we make 
solving the problem about the problem, but that's really not how problems are solved. Problems aren't solved in the problem. Problems are solved not by focusing on the problem, but by focusing on the solution and our tendency. And we will get to three specific things that you need to do to make change easier. But for right now, what I want to help you do is see some of these blind spots. We have a tendency when something is wrong or something goes wrong, our focus, our energy, and our attention goes to the problem. Not to the solution, but to the problem. Whether we've had a weekend of choices we don't feel good about, or we aren't seeing the weight loss progress that we want, or we feel like our cravings have more control than we do, or we consistently sleep in when we said we were going to get up earlier, we focus on the problem. We talk about the problem, we get emotional about the problem, we beat ourselves up about the problem, we focus on the problem. But that's not how solutions get implemented. And you've heard me say on the on the podcast before that you're either focused on the problem or you're focused on the solution. And one of the ways that we make change so much harder than it needs to be is by focusing on the problem. One of the things that we're really going to focus on tonight is preventing that focus on the problem from extending more than a couple of seconds. Yes, there is an issue. There is a challenge. We did something that disappoints us. We we let ourselves down. We didn't do something that we said we were going to do, or we didn't create the result that we wanted. We broke a promise we made to ourselves, whatever it is. But we need to catch ourselves in the moment. And as soon as we're focused on that problem, We need to blunt that response, not let it continue more than a couple of seconds. We've got to recognize, yep, okay, I've recognized the problem. I've spent enough time on it, enough to identify it, enough to know there is something that I want to resolve or improve. But now that I've done that, I'm moving my attention over to the solution. That's it. It's time to stop extending that focus on the problem, the emotion about the problem, the history, the fears, the, well, I've always been a little bit heavier ever since college, whatever it is, we need to stop that problem focus from extending more than a couple of seconds. I was away this past weekend. We have a family house up in the mountains, and I went up there one of the greatest things about being up there is that there's no internet, which can be a little bit of a challenge as an internet business owner. There's no internet. There's no television. There's not even a functioning radio. And so as I sat in front of the fire, I pulled out one of the only magazines that I read, and that is the Harvard Business Review. And there was a really interesting article in there about customer service. And we've all either dealt with the cable company or with an airline customer service after a delay or a flight cancellation or needing an appliance to be repaired in our homes, whatever it is. This article was looking at what kind of service satisfies customers. And you might be wondering where I am going with this. I'm going to ask you to really hang with me because this shift can change your life tonight. So resist the temptation to be on Facebook or folding your socks or have an eye on the commercials on the TV. Stay with me here because I promise you that if you do, this can shift anything. It absolutely can make change easier tonight. It can reduce your struggle tonight. So this article was talking about what kind of service satisfies customers most. And it looked at you know, what happens when an airline representative is like, I'm so sorry your flight was delayed. I understand how frustrated you are versus, okay, here are your options. You could get on this flight instead. You could get on this flight instead. We can give you a voucher. We can give you a credit. We can, you know, have you fly into a different hub. There was two different approaches Empathy and sympathy versus creatively and energetically solving problems. I think we all know what we want when someone is helping us solve a problem in our lives, whether it is our broken washing machine or our canceled flight or our car breakdown. Like, save the sympathy. I don't need your emotion. 
let's get engaged in creatively and energetically solving a problem. Don't make me feel like this is my fault. Don't make this my problem. This is your company. This is your business. I'm the paying customer. Fix it. We don't want an attitude. We don't want, oh, sorry, this is just procedure. There's nothing we can do. We want to be treated by someone who is creatively and energetically solving our problems. But how often do we do that in our own lives? Think about how much harder everything is because we stay in the emotion, in the frustration, in the disappointment, in the resentment, in the guilt and the shame, in the negativity, in the hopelessness, instead of creatively and energetically solving our own problems. Somebody messaged me the other day in one of my groups. I share a lot about my life and how I live what I teach within my groups. And before I went away to the mountains this past weekend, it was going away, me and my boyfriend, and I've been traveling a lot for work. I had a couple of back-to-back conferences. I was super, super like needing a little bit of a getaway. And I said to them, here's my strategy going away for four days with my boyfriend. It's not caution to the wind, eat whatever, it's vacation, but I'm very strategic. Okay, it was actually five nights, four days. I'm going to allow myself three drinks on two different days. So I'm not going to drink every day. I'm not going to drink three three drinks at once, but I'm going to drink twice, but no more than a total of three drinks. And I'm going to have one indulgence, and I know exactly what it is because I've been there before, and it was a maple bacon donut, and I'm deciding ahead of time that is the deal. I went into a little bit more detail in, in terms of the specifics, but somebody commented and said, well, what if you decide to have four drinks instead of three? How do you prevent the shame and the guilt and the, the negative emotion from that? And the answer is, it's not at all related to the solution, right? It's kind of like, I don't want a gate agent for an airline being like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We're just, it's just been a terrible day and all our flights are canceled and I know how frustrated you must be. That's great. I don't need your sympathy. I don't need your empathy. I need a solution. And if that's how I want to be treated when other people have a role in solving a problem that I have, hello, that's how I'm going to treat myself. I lost so many years of my life to guilt, shame, frustration, disappointment, fear, dread, remorse, you name it. It didn't solve anything. So I've committed to creatively and energetically solving my problems. And that is one of the big things I try to do when I'm working with clients is say, look, I get, okay, I'm not here to be your cheerleader. I'm not here to hold your hand and give you a hug, but let's get creative and energetic about solving a problem. And here's the other part of that. We're not just saying it's either empathy or sympathy or it's solving problems. There's a reason that creatively and energetically is part of that equation because nobody likes when somebody steps in to help us solve a problem with our car and they act like we're putting them out or that it's this big inconvenience. And that's kind of how we go about problems in our own lives. Like we are a victim of our circumstances. We are a victim of the change we want to create. How bad does it suck that we have to eat healthy? That makes it so much harder, guys. You want to talk about why change is hard? So much of it has to do with how we approach it. If you want somebody else to creatively and energetically help you find solutions when they're out of your control, then when they're in your control, you make it easier. You make it faster when you are a creative and energetic problem solver in your own life. This article that I was talking about from the Harvard Business Review, it broke up these categories of customer service responses into relational work, solution work, and then I added a third category that's neither. Relational work is, I'm so sorry, you know, we hate that this happened, Um, we understand your frustration. Solution work is very clear. Like, these are the options. This is what we can do for you. This is how we can fix it. And in our own lives, there is this huge category of neither. We're not just getting all emotional about the problem. In our own lives, relational work might be focusing on how we feel about where we're at, 
focusing on how frustrated we are, how hopeful we are. Solution work is clear. It's solution work. And then neither is just, I can't. It's too much. I'm stuck. You make change so much harder when you're giving your energy and your, and your attention anywhere other than the solution. Change is harder when you're drifting. Change is harder when you're doing all of the empathy, sympathy, and not the creative, energetic problem solving. I wanted to get my hands on this article and rewrite it because I thought I could make it better. <laughs> it was completely my ego talking. But they talk about in customer service how they're sensing that feeling, empathy, sympathy, I hear you, I understand your problem is, blah, 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 blah. They're seeking, which is seeking solutions, seeking options. There's what they call settling, which is this is what I can do for you. But I added this fourth category, which is solving. If change feels hard for you, I'm going to bet you that you are not giving your energy to that fourth thing called solving. Maybe you're spending a lot of time in your feelings. I'm so frustrated. I'm disappointed. What's wrong with me? Why can't I get it together? Why am I so inconsistent? Sensing. Or maybe you're giving all of your energy to seeking. I could try this or so-and-so says this. I need to listen to a podcast, read another book, get another blog, buy a new planner, get a food list, a meal plan, clean out my groceries, whatever it is. Maybe you're in the seeking place. Settling to me, I think, in our own lives looks very different which is just another day like the others, making the same kinds of choices, the same kinds of excuses, the same kinds of empty promises. And then they're settling. I mean, they're solving. There's getting engaged in doing the work to create a change. And the reason change feels so hard is because the big portion of our energy and our attention and our effort and our emotion is not going towards solving. Demonstrate how you will creatively and energetically solve the problem, the issue. Not in the big planning, because that's not solving. Solving is action. Solving happens now. Solving is not your plan for the next three months. Solving is not what you intend to do tomorrow. Solving happens now. That's why that word demonstrate is so important. You're not planning what you might do when you're more motivated or Monday or Sunday or in the first of the month or when the kids go back to school or after Easter's over. Demonstrating is now. You're not a victim of this solution you want to create. You're not whining. You're not complaining. You're not bitching and moaning and talking about how it's so much easier for everybody else or it would be so much easier if you weren't menopausal or if you were a guy. You're creatively and energetically demonstrating the solution. So many times I get an email from somebody that's very deep into the problem. This is what's wrong. This is what I can't do. This is where I'm stuck. And I say, what does your practice look like? What does your solution look like? How consistently are you acting on a solution to this problem? And they're like, well, I'm not. Okay, yeah, you have a problem then. I have never interacted with anybody who didn't identify one thing, who couldn't identify one thing that they could do differently. It's not that we don't know. We all know we know, but we're not doing. And the reason we're not doing is because our energy is going to all of those other things, sensing and seeking and settling instead of solving. Demonstrate how you can creatively and energetically solve the problem. I have some clients that I work with who I just have to shake them from this Eeyore state of mind. You know, Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, thanks for noticing me. No. You're not a victim of what your potential is. You're not a victim of making your life better. Get creatively and energetically engaged in solving the problem. People say to me, how do you not get frustrated if your progress slows down? Because this is my one life and my efforts are about making it better. That's nothing to be disappointed about. And if I want it to go faster, then get creatively and energetically involved in making it go faster. You get to choose. 
creative, energetic. Not lump on a log. Not Eeyore. This is your life. It's a gift to be able to improve in a way that enhances your life. There are some problems that can't be solved. But your finances, your career, your health, your body composition, hello, you're in control there. That's awesome. That's amazing. Instead of giving your energy to sensing, instead of giving your energy to seeking and to settling, instead of giving your energy to the problem, which quite frankly is where people are, their energy is on the problem. Give your energy to a solution that you act on, not a solution you plan, not a solution you theorize, a solution you act on. Before we get to these three things, I want to bring up another parallel between business, not in the customer service sense like we were just talking about, but in business success compared to our lack of personal success or where businesses see success and how that overlaps with how individuals can see success. And there is this, this visual of businesses that maybe start off really strong and fizzle fast. This was part of the same, the same Harvard Business Review thing I was just sharing with you guys. The example that they gave was Pokemon Go, right? For a few weeks, that was like, Boom, and everybody that's the next big thing, and it's, you know, augmented reality, and it's going to take over the world, and then all of a sudden it's like, Pokemon what? Pokemon Go just, it boomed, and then it, it fizzled out. And there is a pattern that we see in businesses that boom and then bust, and it's the same exact pattern that we see in individuals who have, like, tons of momentum and then pff, nothing. And here's what it looks like. This pink and purple area is what happens to so many of us when we're like, rah, 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 rah. and we come out hot and we fizzle off. And I want you to think about the up, down, right? Top to bottom, north, south, call it the Y axis. I want you to think about that as intensity or degree of change, like delta. How significant are the changes you are making from your baseline? And then east-west, left to right, call it your x-axis, that's time. One of the reasons that change is so hard is because we are too steep on the y-axis, up, down, north, south, the intensity, the degree of the change we are making is too significant for the time. So we're not going far enough out in time. Consider that consistency, duration, endurance. And we're coming out too hot. This is what happens when people are like, starting on Monday, I'm doing a whole 30. And then seven days in, they're eating a whole pizza. Whereas businesses that see longer duration, more sustained success, they're not coming out too hot. They're making gradual changes, gradual improvements. They're building products slowly. They're building their audience slowly. They're not the boom and bust. You cannot be in the boom and bust business and expect success. The other problem with this boom and bust phenomenon is the amount of energy that the booms take. And Linda just said, light bulb moment. I'm so glad to hear that, Linda. It's not just that we can't sustain the intensity we start with and we're like, rah, 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 I'm going to do everything. I have no energy. Where's the pizza? Give me ice cream. It's not just that we can't sustain it. The other big problem is that it takes so much damn energy and that's why it feels so hard. Think about your health as a business, and you are the CEO of your body. You are the CEO of your life. Hey, slow your roll. Slow your roll. If you were starting a business tomorrow, you would not launch 16 products 
and spend $100,000 in ads, you'd, you'd tiptoe into the market. Or maybe you wouldn't and you'd be screwed and it would take a lot of money and a lot of energy and you would probably fizzle out really fast. You've got to think of your body, your change in the same way. Do not let your intensity exceed your duration. Do less, scale back, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Mari says, great graphic. You are an amazing teacher. Thank you. And I love this graphic. And Ruth says this XY axis analogy is a game changer. I'm so glad to hear it, guys. This is just another version of what I know you already know. I am not telling you anything you haven't heard before. This is why everything I teach with every client I've ever had is building a foundation. People get so pissed off at me when they come into a group and they're like, this is all we're starting with? Yeah. You go ahead and do your crazy all or nothing kind of approach and you always end with nothing and starting over. And it's not just a matter of it not being sustainable. It's exhausting you. That's why it feels so hard. April says, how do you break it down into smaller steps? She says, I feel like I'm stuck on the same steps. Here's the first thing, April. The first thing is you're not stuck. There's no such thing as stuck when it comes to your body and your change. Everybody's answer and how to break it down into smaller steps is going to be different depending on where you're at. So the first thing is, are you journaling every single day? And if you're not, that's what you need to do. And the reason for that is because it's your journal that shows you, okay, what do I need to focus on? What one thing can I do to make today better than yesterday? Everybody's smaller steps are going to be different. That's why in the journals that I use in my coaching programs, there's questions every day that are specific to the day, like how do I make today better than yesterday? Or what is one thing that I'm able and willing to do to move towards my goals? Daily questions are how you break it down into smaller steps. But the biggest part of it is journaling, because that's the only way to know where you need to break it down. Elena says, progress, not perfection. Absolutely. The problem with that phrase is that people say it, but they don't live it. They're like, yeah, 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 progress, progress, progress. But they're not thinking about what is the thing that I'm going to commit to sustaining? What are these foundational elements and where am I weak? One of the things within my 12-week coaching groups is that every week in the, in the rookie group, every week there is a different thing that we build on. And the great thing, even after it's over, you can look back and go, okay, where am I consistent every single day? Is it the week one challenge? Okay, yep, I'm nailing that. Week two, yep, every single day without exception. Week three, what? No, definitely not. Okay, start there. It's not all or nothing. It's not all or nothing, but again, that's something else that we just sort of take as lip service. You've got to live it. Take it out of the seeking and sensing and into the solution. It is about balancing intensity versus time. Intensity or delta, for those of you that might be more familiar with the mathematical equations, delta being like the, the degree of the change, that is the up-down. That is the, the y-axis and time is x. Dial down your intensity and really focus on the time. You'll know when you're ready to add more, but the challenge is we are wearing ourselves out with these jagged peaks and valleys of taking on too much, dropping the ball, and then feeling like we have to start over. So we talked about using our energy to focus on solutions instead of problems. We talked about not coming out hot and having these jagged peaks and valleys of effort and withdrawal. The third thing that I want to talk about is putting your energy in its only impactful place, and that is now. Whenever I get an email from someone who is struggling, there is always, and I don't like to speak in those kinds of like definitive, declarative, everybody is this way, but I will tell you this one is spot on. When I get an email from someone who is struggling, 100% of the time, 
their energy is either in the past, the way things have been, what's wrong, the patterns, the habits, the history, or it's in the future. I have to do this by this certain time. I don't want to be in this future place. And neither of those, the past and the future, are where you have any impact. You waste a ton of energy for no change at all. The only impactful place for your energy to be is now. That's it. So how do we live this? I am going to simplify, simplify, simplify this. Because a big part of the reason we make change hard is because we overcomplicate stuff and we're like, oh, oh, this and that. And then we come up with this big grand plan that we don't execute. This is so simple. Three things. How do we live this? Number one, be a solution person. Check yourself repeatedly throughout the day. Am I focused on the problem or am I focused on the solution? I have talked at length in my groups and, and to some extent on the podcast about a very challenging situation I found myself in, and to some extent I'm still kind of in, with my tiny house. So many of you know that I built a custom tiny house. And when it arrived to me, there were countless significant problems. And for a week or two, it was the blame game. I was pissed. I was worried. I felt like I had been taken advantage of. I was afraid. I didn't know how to solve the problems. I was really upset with the transportation company. I was really upset with the uh, manufacturing company. The manufacturing company was upset with the trucking company. The trucking company wouldn't respond. And finally, one day, after so many angry phone calls and tears, I said very calmly to both my boyfriend and the owner of the manufacturing company, I refuse to participate in another conversation about the problem. And I am only interested in the solutions because what would happen is we would rehash and we would explain, this is how it happened. This is why the problem is what it is. This is whose fault it was. And after weeks, we had no solutions. And I said, I refuse to blame you or anybody else. I refuse to listen to your explanations, your history, or any finger pointing. I only will participate in the solution. And here's an amazing thing that happened. I was immediately less emotional because I wasn't getting dramatic about things. And there were legit problems. It's not that my emotions weren't warranted. It's just they weren't helpful. They weren't in any way related to the solution. I was able to think and communicate more clearly. The people to whom I was speaking were instantly less defensive. And even though we're hardly on the same team, we were able to collaborate. And it's just as true in our own lives. Notice when you are focused on the problem and instead say, Aha, I am only interested in the solutions. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to give any more time or energy to the problem because there is a solution available and I am a solution person. You recognize when you're focused on the problem and you redirect and say, what is a solution I can act on right now? The second thing you do to live this is you simplify. You think about that chart, that X, Y axis, and you know where you've taken on too much that's going to be different for everybody. And the beginning part of that is just scale back from there. You know, we all have a history where we fizzled out, dropped the ball, haven't kept our commitments or made our promises. From there, you just pick a place to scale back. Do not convince yourself that you have to know exactly how to do it and instead get in the game and find out for yourself. Don't try to figure it out ahead of time. You will learn from your actions. So you simplify. Well, I tried to do these three different extreme diets, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one thing. Or, well, I don't usually try to do these seven things. I'm going to do three of them today. Whatever it is, it's different for everybody. Don't try and figure it out ahead of time. Just get in the game and simplify. Do less, dial down the intensity, and dial up the duration. Less on the y-axis, more on the x-axis. And then the third thing is get out of the past and the future. It is a huge waste of your effort. You can't solve something yesterday. You can't fix something tomorrow. 
being a solution person requires that you be here now. When you're focused on a solution for tomorrow or next Monday or three weeks from now on vacation, you're not here now. You can't act on something a week from now. Remember that being a solution person is not being a planner. It is about acting. It is about demonstrating. Be here now. Notice when you're telling the story about the way things always were, or the patterns, the habits, where you feel stuck. No, you're not. What is the solution you can act on today, even when it's 938 at night? If there is a problem today, how can you participate in the solution today? Be here now. And 3A is a reminder about that creative and energetic. No Eeyore, thanks for noticing me, change really sucks, making my life better is quite a punishment. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. That makes change harder. You want to make change easier? Be a solution person. Simplify and be here now. Be here now. I've got a lot of people on tonight that are either working with me now in the winter groups or they're in the master's club, but there's also a lot of people that are just dipping their toe in this for the first time. And you've heard me talk about on the podcast, in the VIP emails, in this week's blog, that April 1st kicks off the next 12-week coaching group with me, which totally seriously, guys, you want to talk about making change easier? Have a coach. And it doesn't have to be me. Yes, there is absolutely an opportunity for that right now. And if you're serious, I'd love to work with you, especially because I'm not going to be taking on any new clients in the summer. So there will be no summer sessions like there normally are because of my book. But I believe with all of my heart that having a coach, having a partner makes change easier. Learning the guitar is infinitely easier and will happen infinitely faster because I have a teacher. Getting fitter, getting, when I started CrossFit, I wouldn't have done it without a coach. I wouldn't have because I didn't know what I needed to do and I needed that accountability to somebody else. I needed somebody helping me get better. And that is part of having a coach because there is no wagon this idea that we're on or off the wagon. No, you're not. That's just a story. There is no wagon. You have one life. And if you want to talk about making change easier, the bonus tip, the bonus tip is have a coach. And maybe that's me. Maybe you want to consider letting me help. This is my life's work. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of people. And one of my personal pet peeves, like sidebar here, is when I've had a trainer or a teacher who didn't live in love to help me, you know? Like I, I felt like I was their job. And one of the best things about what I do is that it's exactly what I want to do. And I could not do it tomorrow if I didn't want to do it anymore. But there's not much worse other than maybe not having somebody help you. But in the realm of having somebody help you, there's not much worse than feeling like they don't really want to. And my, my clients know that I love to help them. I want to help them. I go over and above because I care so much. So if you are like, I've been making it harder and I want it to be easier, then consider letting me help because teaming up, having somebody there does make change easier. It's not just about the structure of how these 12 weeks work. That definitely makes it easier because we avoid coming out too hot. We really taper the intensity and we really focus on consistency and time and really building that solid foundation gradually. But also just to have somebody say, hey, Liz, I haven't heard from you in a little while. How are things going? Hey, just checking in. Little gut check time. How are things going? How can I help? Where are you at? You want to jump on the phone? Can I review your journal? Yeah, that makes change 
infinitely easier. And in fact, Liz just said, I'm so excited for April 1st. And Elena says, I'm so glad I signed up for the spring group. Um, Denise says, best takeaway from the fall group was working on one issue at a time and consistency. Uh, Rebecca says, the way, uh, the things we are doing in the Fat Loss Fast Track have changed my life. Simple actions and solutions. EB is an amazing coach. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me because First of all, I can always be better and I always try to be better, but I care so damn much about every single person that I work with and it just makes it easier to work with somebody. One of the big reasons going back to like my guitar teacher, you can't service your blind spot. You can't fix a problem that you don't see, right? It's kind of like when you're trying to create change, whether it's weight loss or it's just eating better, more consistently or stopping emotional eating or binge eating, it's like you're in the maze and I'm in the helicopter above it. There are things you just can't see. And it's, hey, look, I'm going to say this again and I'm probably going to say it five more times. I don't have to be your person. But change gets easier when you have one and not like a random coworker that's like, should you really eat that? But somebody that's really helping you get to the root of the issue. Susan says, finally a chance to work with Elizabeth starting April 1st. Bring it on. I am super pumped to work with you, Susan. So I want to invite you and I'm going to tell you some of the details, but I, if I want it to be right for you. If it's not right for you, don't even consider it. But I, if it is right for you, I want to invite you to use the next 12 weeks to master your mindset and really create a transformation. This isn't about me being your diet coach. That's not my jam. It's about me helping you make change easier by really helping you identify what's in your way and build a solid foundation and avoid getting distracted. Because it's those distractions and then it's that drifting that makes it feel like it's a never-ending story. The way this works, these 12 weeks with me, it is totally different. It is so totally different. You're probably used to like, these are the rules and we're going to be checking our weight regularly and we can't eat these things, but we can't eat these things. And it's kind of once the doors open, we're just holding the line for 12 weeks, but that's not what this is. It is very specifically designed to avoid that all or nothing mentality, to avoid the drifting, and it's not one size fits all. Look, every single one of you are different. Some people come in wanting to lose a significant amount of weight. Some people come in not wanting to lose any weight at all, but really wanting to take better care of themselves or to get better food habits because they feel like they're an emotional eater or a binge eater, or they just really want to feel amazing and understand their bodies. And it allows for all of that. Christina wants to know, is there a payment plan? Yes. And we are going to get through that. So hang tight because I'm going to get to all of those details. Let me first tell you kind of how the structure works. One of the newest things we added just in the last winter is a coaching channel. And what that means is that seven days a week, every single day, there is an audio message on a web page that you log into and you have access because you're part of the group and you log in and there's a new daily message. And sometimes it is my response to a common question or struggle or challenge that one of you is having. Sometimes it's just a motivational message to remind you of what's important on that day. Sometimes it's a personal story of how I'm navigating a struggle in my own life every single day. And the cool thing is, and the winter folks didn't get this, but the spring folks will, as soon as you register, you have access to all the past coaching channel messages. So even though we don't start until April 1st, you can spend between now and then listening to more coaching messages than you can probably get through in that time. They're new every single day. Then every week we have a challenge. And the way that it's delivered, it's not going to be, it used to be delivered via email and they were live years ago, but because we have people all over the world, we have people in Hungary, we have people in Germany, we have people in um, the United States, of course, in Canada, we have people in Peru. Because of that and the different time zones, you'll get a webinar 
that just pops up live because it's a new week onto your coaching dashboard. So you'll have a coaching dashboard where everything lives, the coaching channel messages, your weekly challenges that'll be written out for you, and there will be a webinar to go with that. There is a journal. And historically, the way the journal has worked is you get the PDF, you can print it out at Kinko's, have it spiral bound. Now, the new journal for the spring, you can type in it right on your computer. So you never have to print it out. You don't have to carry anything with you. I am so pumped about that. I just shared it with the Masters Club today. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm pretty excited about it too. We have a private Facebook group. And then I like to do bonus stuff, um, which in the veterans group is stuff like journal reviews. But for the rookies, it's live Q&As um, and different things like that that just make things fun. Very recently, we just wrapped up. We haven't quite wrapped it up yet. But I was doing one-on-one -on -one phone calls with my group. So that's not something that you know happens every week. But I, because I care so much, because I help so much, I try to add in those bonus stuff things as well. Um, in the journal, you see the six principles of progress, which isn't like, you'll notice, nothing here says eat less, nothing here says move more, nothing here says count calories or count carbs or anything like that. It says pay attention. It says prioritize practice. It says be positive and look for lessons. Stay in the moment. Don't drift. Be honest. This isn't about counting calories or being keto, or anything like that. Everybody is going to eat differently, and they should. And that's why it's so powerful. Because it's not, here are my food rules, now go follow them. It's going to look different for everybody, but some things are going to be just as important for everybody, which is pay attention, practice, be positive, stay in the moment, don't drift, be honest. Susan says she started listening to the coaching channel last night. She said it's amazing. And Mildred says, honestly, this has changed my mindset so much. She's She's been in one of my groups. She says, my relationships improved. My finances improved. She says, I lost weight along the way. She says, really, I signed up because I was screaming, I need to lose weight in my head. I was crying while sitting in a circle of my clothes that couldn't fit. I was just wearing that dress two years ago. She says, I really do recommend people sign up and experience it. Elizabeth is amazing. She says, tough love, but amazing love. And first of all, thank you. And I'm so proud of you. And it's been a joy to be a small part of your journey. And secondly, I totally agree about tough love. And here's why. A coach is not somebody that's going to stay with you in that sensing place, right? We talked about that at the very beginning about how so many people stay in the emotion and the empathy, just like the customer service rep that's like, I hear you that you're frustrated. And I'm so sorry that this happened for you. And we're all like, I don't care. Just fix it. I'm sort of that kind of coach, except I care, but I care much more about the solution than the problem. I don't want us to give our energy to the problem. I want us to give our energy to the solution, and that is what we do. Jennifer says, um, is there a lot of thought work in this program, or is breaking barriers more appropriate? Jennifer, breaking barriers is exclusively mindset, but this 12-week coaching group is dramatically mindset. The difference is and uh, it, there's a blog on my website that's, that's what's the difference between this and Breaking Barriers. Breaking Barriers is entirely self-guided, and it's just the audios that you go through in the course, and it's just mindset. Fat Loss Fast Track, I would say, is, is dramatically mindset, but there are other big parts of it, too. Um, Mildred says, that's the part that I love, the tough love. It helps so much. I'm really glad because not everybody um, is, is into that. So what is it not? Working with me for 12 weeks, what is it not? It is not a diet. So if you are looking for a meal plan or a food list, this is not it. What it's not is a race to rapid weight loss. It's not just tell me what to eat so I can lose 10 pounds in 10 days. It's not that. It's not a short-term hack. It's not an intense diet. It's not. It's changing your whole life. And one of my favorite parts about working with people in these 12-week constructs is that, like Mildred said, you come into it maybe because your goal is weight, weight loss or your goal is to stop emotionally eating. But the favorite thing for me is that people say they took new risks in their career and moved to the next level there, or their marriage is better, or they're a better parent. Oh my gosh, I hear that one all the time. So it's not 
a rapid weight loss, even, and you've probably heard me mention this if you've been on the wait list, why I'm not calling it the fat loss fast track, even though I say that because it's been the way it always is. It's, I didn't make that shift because I don't think it's the fast track to weight loss. I actually think it is the fast track to weight loss. And the reason I think that it's the fast track is because the other way, the way that reflects that graph we looked at is not very fast at all. Yes, you might lose weight faster, but then you're going to begin again and begin again and begin again and begin again. So I do believe that this 12-week approach is the fast track to weight loss. The reason I don't want to call it that anymore, and it's been my clients that have helped me make this decision, is because it's so damn much more than fat loss. It is so much more. It is about happiness. It is about fulfillment. It is about feeling amazing every day. It is not about restriction. It is not about deprivation. It is not a race to create rapid change as fast as possible. In fact, the number one frustration people have out of the gate is that's all we're starting with. Yeah. So if you are in a rapid rush to lose weight as fast as possible for a wedding, don't join me. Don't. Please don't. Seriously. Like, don't. If you want this to be a short-term thing before your beach vacation, this isn't it. Quite frankly, I don't want to work with you if that is your objective. I'm not judging you for it. It's fine. But that's not the work that I'm doing with folks. We are creating transformations. That's what we're doing. Um, Christina says, is the spring group full? No, I would be a serious jerk if I was talking about it like this and then be like, but no, yes, it is open. I'm going to share with you the link in a minute. Um, let's see here. I'm reading through your questions and comments. Liz says, I love analogies and the customer service comparison to solving problems is probably my favorite one so far. I'm definitely going to start implementing this at work. I love that too. And it's most powerful in our personal lives, right? This is what one of my clients said. And for those of you, uh, Christina, I think that was asking about if it's full, the link primalpotential.com forward slash transform is the link to register uh, and also has a lot of the details that we just went over. This is from uh, one of my fall clients. And she says, more than anything, I want to say thank you. Your coaching has changed my life. It has provided me with the strategies and tools to build up my self-belief that anything is possible if I focus on it and tackle it with zeal. Yes, that has been my favorite word ever since your talk on it. With your support, I have climbed out of a hole of obesity, fatty liver disease, and insulin resistance, and into much, much smaller genes, a, sustain, a sustainable ketogenic life, foods that I love, and exercise that lights up my day every day. I want to pause there and just clarify. I do not prescribe any particular way of eating. I have vegetarians. I have vegans. I have people that prefer a keto approach. My approach is to help you find what works for you based on your body and based on some general principles for energy and vitality and fat loss. She goes on to say, in your earlier podcasts, you said your goal was to serve, to give people who are struggling a lifeline and to show them how they could change their lives for the better. You have succeeded here. I was lost in the realm of yo-yo dieting, defeat, had lost faith in myself on so many levels in my life, and had mostly abandoned my self-worth due to constantly failing at improving my health. Listening to you and following your coaching gave me hope when I thought there was one, showed me a path I didn't even know existed, and gave me a light when things were dark. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She says, you are an angel of hope, and what you do is so incredibly generous, heartfelt, and important. You have helped me change my mind and my life like no other human being has. I love that and I'm grateful for it. And it just reinforces what, what I believe my role here is. My role here is not to create change for you. My role here isn't to tell you what to do. My role here is to help you help yourself. And that's what I would love to do. So it is open now, the spring session. It starts on April 1st, but as soon as you register, you can access all of the past coaching notes from the winter. You can make three monthly payments or you can pay once $4.97. You pay a few dollars more when you do monthly payments just because it's just another thing for me to keep up with, um, but it is open now. 
and you can register at primalpotential.com slash transform. I don't know what just happened to my computer, but there we go. Um, primalpotential.com slash transform to register. Um, somebody wants to know, do you have access to the materials after the 12 weeks? That totally depends. If you continue on into the veterans group, you have access to everything. If you do not, then you don't. It is available during the 12 weeks and not after, but that's totally up to you. Alyssa says, I heard a quote the other day, don't tell him what he wants to hear, tell him what he needs to hear. If he's carried too long, he'll forget how to walk. Wow, that's powerful. And Alyssa went on to say, I instantly thought of my journey with you, Elizabeth. You told me what I needed to hear and have coached me from letting my excuses to continue to carry uh, carry me to toddling along. Still have a lot of practice left, but love, love, love how much my life has changed. Alyssa, thank you so much. I love that quote. Will you post that in our group, Alyssa? Because I don't want to forget it. And I can't see these comments after the webinar is over, but I, but I love that. And it's beautiful. And I think it's really powerful. Thanks for sharing it. Um, Susan says, how does the veterans group work? So it's a lot like the rookies group. It's just different challenges. It's about maintaining motivation, building consistency. It's the next level. Um, Liz says, you said you weren't taking any more clients in the summer. True. But will the rookies be able to continue? Yes. So I will have veteran groups in the summer. So that means my spring level one vets will be able to continue on into vets. Um, additional vets will be able to move on into master's club in the summer. Spring rookies will be able to become veterans. Not taking any more clients means that I won't have any new groups, new rookie groups. Uh, Susan wants to know, can you repeat Alyssa's quote? If Alyssa types it again, I can. <laughs> uh, it disappears once I, once I view it here. Uh, Debbie says, I was in your winter group and I can't begin to tell you how much I learned about myself. I have lost 43 pounds and am continuing on. She says, I still hear your voice in almost every decision I make. I so appreciate you, EB. Debbie, you're amazing. And here's the deal. It's not my voice you hear in every decision you make. That's your voice. That's your voice because you've been the one creating the change. So that's all you. Linda says, do you pay additional for the veterans group? You sure do because you get all new challenges. You get all new daily coaching notes. Yes. Destiny wants to know, um, do you have any more mindset or do you have any mindset transformation book suggestions? Yeah. Don't read. Do. Honest to God, if you want to change your mindset, you would be better spent really focusing on redirecting your thoughts than reading. It goes into that seeking versus solutions. With that said, I love The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I love Mindset by Carol Dweck, but there's nothing. And I think this is a trap. There's nothing that's more powerful than doing. And we, the trap is when we feel like we need to learn more. Um, Alyssa resent her quote. She said, don't tell him what he wants to hear. Tell him what he needs to hear. If he is carried for too long, he'll forget how to walk. I love that. I really, really love that. Um, Tracy says, I would like to stop following and obeying my monkey mind, i.e. food, spending, etc. I think the mindset things you talk about is key. Restriction and overindulging have not worked for me yet. I'm 52 years old and have lost and gained a thousand pounds. Tracy, I can totally relate to that. I can totally relate to that. And I can tell you that change is 1000% possible, but you've got to take the easier path instead of the harder path. That is so, so key. Tracy said, I'm finally going to do it. Been on the fence because Canadian money worth so much less. True. She said, thanks for the webinar. Enjoyed it. I'm interested in mindset as diet has not been helpful. Mindset is everything and is the primary bulk of our focus. So if there are any other questions, I would happily take them to register. You go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. I will send this replay out. It won't be until tomorrow, though, most likely, just because of what time it is here. Um, M says, when does registration for the spring session close? As soon as it's full. So I don't really know. Um, probably the end of this week, if I had to guess. But it's impossible to know. I always try to predict. And sometimes it's slow. And sometimes it's not. So I cap registration. 
And the reason I cap registration is because I want to engage with everybody and I'm one person. So I've got to be responsible about how many people I let in. Um, and so when we're full, we're full. And I don't know how that, how, how long that'll take. Uh, Tatiana says, all signed up. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait. Can I work on it while I work on breaking barriers? Absolutely. For sure. There's no re, I mean, you are in control of your pace and how much time and energy you give to your change. The only thing that I would caution you is don't spend more time learning than you do doing. Uh, Jennifer says, how big is the group? How many people are in the group? That number varies. And here's why it varies. My cap is on my total client load. And what I don't restrict is the size of the veterans group. So my veterans groups, um, my winter groups, people who might be veterans in the spring are still going. So I cap the rookies group based on how many veterans I have. So I'm keeping a close eye on it if I think it's getting close. Um, but to be very specific, the rookie group is usually around 100. Um, sometimes it's more like 80. Sometimes it's 110. But it totally depends on the size of my veteran groups. And and that varies, too, based on my bandwidth. Um, there have been seasons where I feel like I have more time and I can invest more time. But, you know, when I do something like opening up phone calls, which I did uh, just a few weeks ago in my my winter groups, I can't do that if I can't talk to everybody, you know? Um, and so, so I limit it for that, but it really depends on the number of veterans that there are because I don't want to tell anybody that they can't move on. I'd rather say we're full for new folks because once you're in, like, I'm taking care of you. You're part of my family. That's something I take really seriously. Um, so, if there aren't any other questions, we will jump off. I'll get the replay out. That link is primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Primalpotential.com forward slash transform. And I'll also send that out with the replay. The replay should come to you tomorrow. Joelle says, all signed up. Cannot wait. I should buy flowers for the person who introduced me to you. That's so sweet, Joelle. I can't wait to work with you. Um, Cheryl says, uh, thank you. You're very welcome, Cheryl. Thanks for joining. Liz says, thank you. Um, Ashley says, will you have a fall winter rookie group? Uh, I don't know. Um, the sh short answer is I know for sure there will be no summer group. That was a very, very, very hard decision to make, but it's the right decision. And if there will be a fall group really depends on where I'm at with the book. Uh, Darla says, thank you for all you do and for sharing your song. Thank you, Darla. Uh, Susan says, thank you. Carla says, sign up. You'll never regret it. Elizabeth has helped me change my life so much. Thank you, Carla. The truth is you've allowed me to help you and you've changed your life, um, which I don't take for granted. And I'm just so grateful for it. So guys, thanks for spending a little bit of your time with me tonight. I am so grateful for it. And I'll get this replay out to you tomorrow. So I hope I get the opportunity to work with a bunch of you. If you have any questions, shoot me an email. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.